cappuccino ketchups and meaningful mochas with Teresa Huber on Radio TMI. Toastmasters is a platform where leaders are made and lives are forever changed. Toastmasters has been a vital tool that has helped in my personal transformation. My passion is to work with the youth and teach them life skills. During the Advanced Leadership Program, I learned about Toastmasters Youth Leadership Program. I immediately knew that is how I want to equip teenagers and their parents. Helping teenagers to deal with preventable social problems and become leaders will also be the focus during this podcast series, Cappuccino Ketchups and Meaningful Mockers. Today in my studio, I have two ladies and we all have something in common. We are all single mothers of teenagers and we will be discussing bringing up teens in the world where everything seems to already be openly out there and dealing with an age group that know everything through social media and peers. I'll let them introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Claudia. Hi, I'm Wongai. I have a daughter. 24, and a son, 18. Thank you, Claudia and Vongai. How have you managed to raise such amazing, successful young adults and as, as a single parent? It's been a very challenging and exciting journey, filled with a lot of ups and downs. As a single parent, you have to make the call. You, Whatever you say goes, wrong or right, and uh, it's all up to you. You hardly have anyone to consult. The most exciting part of it, it will all work out in the end. That's true. Yes, I agree with that. That's true. And Claudia? I have four girls, uh, 24, 22, and twins that are 16-year-olds. How have I managed to raise them? Yes, like you say, Vongai, ups and downs, tears, heartache, pain. But there is a lot of good you know, coming out of being a single parent. You you say we don't have anybody to consult, but sometimes actually it's hard, but there's other times that it's actually a good thing that we don't, you know, we don't have anybody challenging our decisions. We yeah. make the decisions. Yeah. And yes, right or wrong, we've made them. Um, I think we just try, I try and be as normal as possible, not make up for a dad or anything. Just Just be yourself and just... Yes, yeah, yes. just be normal. Yeah. Okay. When you don't have anyone, you have to just decide. Just say, the yes, yes, and it will work out yeah. in the end. There okay. is, I always say there's no wrong decisions because whatever decision you've made, you live by that decision. Yes, so it becomes the right decision. And that moment, whatever you decide is right. Yes, for that exactly. Time. And your, your, fir- your next decision will be based on your first decision and it will always be the right things to do. So we move forward, yeah. Can we share some of the experiences that we go through daily with our teens so that we can learn and teach one another how to cope and handle some of these daily hurdles? It's technology. We have our kids in um, 
in our homes, but they belong to the global world. There is a lot of um, things that are going out there, technology-wise, and sometimes as mothers we are well behind, and when we do catch up, we um, fight with our kids, but it's all for the best. And then you take time to learn what it is that they have been trying to explain to you. Personally, sometimes I will, after speaking to my kids, when I get time to myself, I then evaluate. I go through what we've been discussing and try and see reason or make sense out of what they have been saying uh, so that I can then know how to tackle the next, um, I don't know, hurdle or problem or whatever it is that we'll be going through so that I can look at the problem or the challenge or whatever it is from their point of view. Though I may not show it sometimes, but um, I always try and look at things from their point of view. But because of the generation gap, Mm -hmm. I can only teach my kids or raise my kids the way I was raised. But though I then try to be inclusive, putting in what is happening these days, though it's sometimes very difficult to do that. Uh You can only try after um, two or three attempts. Sometimes you get it right. Most of the time, I always get it right. Yes, we just have to keep stay with them and show them yes, you that you care. Yes, bridge the gap. Yeah, bridge the gap between the and show the old them and that you new. are there <laughs> and you're caring. Something good results will come at the end. Yeah, the experiences you know at school, the difficulties they have with their peers and friends, and the challenges that they have. So that's that's things that happens all the time. I find you know they come home. And I think it's important to always keep that communication channel open. Um, I talk a lot to my kids so that my kids can talk to me as well. Yeah. And when I'm down or whatever, you know, I tell them so and and so that they know that it's okay to have bad days yeah. and but to communicate all the time. So they are experiencing difficult things at school with friends, like yes, I say, yes, and, and arguments and differences and so on and I think it's important just to talk all the time yes. communicate all the time Go, so that yeah. that they know that they can talk to you as well when they need to and and yeah and that's those channels are open it's important absolutely communication is the key mm. to keep them together yes I am a mother of a teenage boy myself and I know what it's like when at times it feels so overwhelming And I have to take deep breaths to control myself from exploding. Have any of you ever experienced anything like this before? Yes. I think we all have, yes. (laughs) I think we all do. We all have these moments. Um, with, With me having four girls, you know, sibling rivalry sometimes and the fights and you know, you give her more attention than me and I love more than you, you know, you love her more than me and, you know, you, you, and those kind of things, you know, yes, you do want to just actually shake them and say, where do you get this from? You know, just like you say, you just have to take a deep breath and say, wow, really? And then, but like one guy also said, then you have to also see it from their sides, you know, so each child 
you know is different so you also have to look at it and think okay well maybe yeah take the deep breaths like you say and just <laughs> hope for the best and yeah try and keep it all calm and back to yeah you've got you're the parent at the end of the day so you have to maintain the calm and you have to bring that calm back down even though you want to explode and or you want to cry or you want to pull out your hair and show them the right way to behave yeah you know we all say that we need to express love no matter the circumstances however this can be challenging when they are being rude and act in ways that we wish that they wouldn't. Eating children is also frowned upon. So how do we discipline in a way that is productive for all involved, parents included? That to me is a big one. And I can tell you one advice that my mother always said to me is when you punish your children, make it a punishment that you as the parent can deal with. Because you all know that to punish the kids, it's very hard. You as a parent feel so bad afterwards. You feel, that, you feel yeah. sick. You yeah. feel that, you know. You don't feel right. You don't feel right doing yeah. it, whatever punishment it is. So you, may, you have to choose a punishment that you as the parent can deal with. You know, there's no good you punishing a child and saying, there's no TV for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Because are you as a parent going to be able to deal with that? Yeah, when they because, start, mom, please, yeah, just tonight, just just for one, just this one program, you'll give in because they carry on and on. So you have to punish within what you, as a parent, because you can cannot cope change with. after five Absolutely, minutes. Absolutely, that is so back. bad yeah. for you to go back on your word. That's that's the worst you can do is set the punishment and then yeah. give in. So rather do a punishment that you are prepared to. Because they love, because we love them, and it's difficult for us to say you cannot do this for a year. That's not going to happen. Yes, you look at them, and you just want to give everything they ask, but you you just have to. So rather do a smaller punishment, you know, and and then you can deal with it, and they can deal with it, and it's okay. Especially when they beg, sometimes um, hitting children, it is frowned upon, but. um, from different cultures, well, I clap them, and uh, I really feel bad about it. But sometimes, because I don't know how to, because that's the way I was raised, and I was really scared of 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 being hit. So sometimes I just find myself clapping, or just, and I do feel bad. I um, once in a while I'll talk about it. But sometimes I'll just say, look, you deserved it, but it will be so painful. So it is, as you said, um, if you decide to go with an idea, you may regret it, but uh, it is right. It would have been right at that moment. Mm -hmm. And you still have to convince yourself that I did this out of love and it's all going to be well. When you feel that you've then overdone things, you, I sometimes then try and explain that look, I'm only doing this because I really care about you. I really love you. Yes, I may have, but that's all I could do at that moment because you really got me upset or you really hurt my feelings or you've disappointed me and, and then life goes on. Yes. In moderation, I think. Some yes. parents, they just, they, they just go overboard and doing their punishment that is not right. But you know you got your limits out to do that. 
Yes, even yes, in moderation. Exactly. Yes, and I quite agree. Smacking, you're not beating the child, but you're yes, smacking them, and that's fine. Yeah. And then, uh, to me, I think that is acceptable, and I think there's a lot that don't do that, especially overseas and so on. And I think some of the children have grabbed onto that, yes. and, and now, yeah, they've they've not come out right because they haven't had that discipline mm-hmm. instilled in them as yeah. such. So do we have anything that is called productive um, discipline? Productive discipline? Well, I think anything that that the kids have learned from, surely that's productive. So if it is the smacking that has worked and they've learned from it, surely that's productive. And sometimes it can be productive because the child needs, when it, you don't know, but you think if you just tell him not to do this or to punish by not giving certain things that they like, I think you, you might see results. If they're so addicted on the phone, maybe you might take the phone away. Maybe that will work because you'll do some, you'll try to be good just to, to recover what is, yeah, what some, is taking yeah, maybe, off. Yeah, maybe taking away as opposed to, you know, if people don't want to smack. Yeah. Then maybe to take away something that's yes, really that important to them. Yeah. Um, whether it's TV, whether it's phone, whether it's not going to a party. When it's a car. When it's a, a car. Uh, yeah, a, a social event, uh, a sleepover, yeah. you know, uh, something like that. Or just even being sent, you know, if they're little, you don't want to smack them, they're still little, they don't have these things then you start with those punishments when they're little by the time they get to teenagers hopefully you won't have to do them (laughs) but then you know we have uh, kids who will not complain a lot and then they'll just go into their rooms and they'll withdraw from you and from everybody else in the house they just go into their rooms and aren't we really risking our depression because I've you're not going to see your friends. I'm taking the car. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the phone. Or I'll leave you with the phone or the laptop and you've got Wi-Fi. And then you have your son or your daughter just on Wi-Fi the whole day because they're not speaking to anyone. They can't. They are not allowed to go and see their friends. They're not allowed to go to a party. They can't do anything. Then we, we then end up with an, another problem because I, I've, I've, I've withdrawn. But How can we deal with then that's why I said you have to do everything like Teresa said in moderation. So, and you're only going to take away one thing, and it's just that one incident. You know, you're not going to take away everything, and you're not going to do it for a long period. What if there's no change? You repeat, yeah. This, this is when I'm saying in 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 repeating. I I I keep taking maybe the car, or you're not going for a party, or I don't want you to I don't want to see you with so and so or. And, 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 and then there's no change, and, and then they get into this depressive mode, mm-hmm. and they're in the house, and you look at them, you feel sorry for them, but you'd rather feel sorry for them than letting them go out because, you know, the results of going out, they are worse than how they will look like when they're just at home and mm-hmm. sitting with you and playing on the phone or on WhatsApp or how can we... Communication. Communication, yes. And sometimes maybe when they're going through something, we should be notice those changes that are not normal and they need help. Maybe then we should find someone or somewhere to 
to counseling or something that they can talk to them and find out why they're behaving like that. Maybe sometimes at school, peer pressure, and the, there's so many things that they go, they face it and they're not confident. And some, sometimes it's a small thing that we can fix it by just speaking to a professional. Mm. Communication, I think, is yeah. a big one. And I think if you're punishing, they have to understand why they're being punished. And that's where your communication comes in. You did this, and I'm punishing you because of it. And this is what I'm going to do. So hopefully there isn't a second time. You know what I mean? Hopefully. What I can say is hopefully there isn't. And if there is, you might do something a little bit different on the punishment. But again, make sure that they understand why they're they're doing it. So that they don't do it again. And I have to trust you as you're a teenager now. I have to learn to trust you. So you have to win my trust. And I'm punishing you because of it. But next time don't do it. And I'll start trusting you, and then I'll let you go out, and I'll let you do this, or you know, I won't have to punish you in this manner. Yeah, communication. I think yes, a big one. Do you feel as though we are bringing up or raising our children well? I think we are. We, we despite all the challenges, everybody, Correct. you know, yes. like families that have both parents, they still face the same challenges as oh, yes. we yes. are facing, so and and yes. and we we still manage to raise the kids that fit in in, in perfectly into the society. I think we're doing a really good job because everyone has challenges with teenagers. Yes. And uh, I think Correct. we're doing a really yes. good job. Yes. They don't I don't think they have hang ups yeah, lacking hang ups about mm. being a for lacking a, one of their yes. parents. Yes. You know, I think they they're normal kids and they oh, yes. they fit into society like yes. says. Do we know how to cater to to their needs and what those needs are? Do we spend enough time with them to know them well enough? I have noticed that a lot of parents these days are so scared to hurt their children's feelings, myself included, that we are not disciplining them enough. Do we spend enough time? I think that's one thing that I can say I do do. And that is the one thing. I think I do right, and maybe some people might not think I. It's good because maybe I'm sacrificing everything else. Yeah. I don't go out. I don't party. Yeah. I don't do things so that I can give to my children my time. Yeah. I think I've seen that, and I think <laughs> that, that, and I think that's the thing. So I do give my the time. I will go and watch every sport event that I can, yeah. and I will do it. And I've done it for all four. And at one point, I had the four kids but I had three different schools to do but I would you know each one was except for the twins were together mm-hmm. one was at one school the other older one was at a different school and I did it all and I ran around them and I might have been shattered at night but I gave them my time and I have no regrets yeah. giving them my time yeah I've seen that you doing that I, I don't yeah. have any regrets and I think if you give your kids time your time they see and they know you know and I think they come out okay because mm-hmm. Of that, mm-hmm. yeah, I um, I have a son who's very sporty, and I've been everywhere, including South Africa. Include I have been everywhere, including driving to yeah, between cities in the morning, and 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 I, my daughter is not uh, a teenage anymore. And they have different interests. She's more into culture, and my son is very sporty. 
And um, yes, there has been comparison that mom, you prefer your son than, and being a firstborn, I am um, might have because she 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 withdraws. She I think she then took on a role of being an an, an, an older sister. Maybe in her little mind, she was also looking out for mom and my little brother because it's just the three of us and I'm the eldest child. So she's taken on that role of just being responsible for everyone. And I may have missed one or two of her cultural uh, choir or competitions or debate because there were not, there were hardly any invites. And then when the younger brother came through, I knew everything about sport, out follow. There's been a bit of comparison, yes. but I've always managed to stand my ground. Look, say, this, you did this, but sometimes I didn't know. Because she was in boarding, and my son was okay. is not was not in boarding. And I, I had a calendar, I knew everything. So I gave my kids my time, and I do not regret any of it. I, I would do it over and over again. And um, catering for their needs, you can only do what you can. Yes. What they need, and if you can, you will do it as a mom. Any mom will do it. So I think um, we do know how to cater for our kids. We do prioritize for them, and we can only give them our best. Yeah. And our best is good enough. Yeah. And like you say, each child out of your two have different needs. It's important as a parent to individualize your children. You're the same family, they're siblings, but each one in themselves is different. Yes. And each one has different needs. My oldest daughter always used to compare what, you know, if we go on holiday or if a grandparent went on holiday and bought gifts, she always used to compare how much she got, how many gifts she got compared to her sisters and so on. And we always try to teach her, but as long as your needs are met, does it matter what your sister's got? Each one has to, has their own individual needs. Thank as, you, Claudia. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I think we go through the same. Yeah. You know, and yeah, their kids, their siblings, they always compare themselves to the other. But I think as a parent, you give your best based on their needs. Exactly, exactly. There seems to be a growing trend, or in actual fact, in May, have always been there. As children grow and become teenagers, they may feel a lot of pressure to conform to what they see on social media and among friends, so they blindly follow each other like sheep. How do we help to guide them in a better direction that ensures that they grow up into successful young adults? It's a matter of um, teaching your kids what is supposed to happen in their house, in your house. So when they go out there, they have to know that we are allowed to do this and we are not allowed to do this. And when we go out with friends, we don't have to, to to look down on our friends because they are doing something bad. I've always told my daughter that, look, if you feel that so-and-so is not behaving or acting according to your norm, the norm being what you have been taught in your house, there's nothing wrong with that because that is what, 
that's what they know. Mm-hmm. And probably you may learn one or two things from that. You don't have to leave your friends for that. But because you know what you've been, you have been told or you've been taught by your mom, you stick to that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've always told my daughter, especially that look. I may have told you that A, B, C, D is correct. And your friend or your peers think A, B, C, D is is not correct. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. They're yeah. still your friends. Yeah. But when they are not doing what you have been taught, there's nothing wrong with you just letting them be. Yeah. Or if you can, or if you understand each other at that level, you can make them see some sense. But this is now subjective. Mm-hmm. That's how I've brought up my kids yes yes i have never told them to judge because what is right for me is not right for your household though we have norms but when those norms are not norms Mm -hmm. you cannot run away from your friends you cannot judge them but just know that you can do things up to this level and after that it's okay to be different. It's okay to be different. It's okay to be different, yes. Um, with, and, and adding to that, I agree with everything you said, and, but in adding to that, um, I would then go on to say, if somebody's behaving badly and trying to put pressure on you to do the same, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of yeah. bad yes. things in this world, mm-hmm. as we yeah. know. Drugs, drink, vapor, whatever, all these vaping and so on. And I always say, don't ever feel pressurized yeah. that you have to do that to prove mm-hmm. yourself or to be accepted by others either mm-hmm. like you just said you you know what you've been taught and what is right mm-hmm. and at the end of the day it's your body it's your life you have to deal with the consequences of choices you've made yes. so make sure that you live with choices you know that you can live with you know mm-hmm. what i mean that you make mm-hmm. them based on that and don't feel pressurized to Try something that, is not that, right. you, yeah, that you know yeah. is not right because yeah. you've been taught at home that it's not right, that mm-hmm. it's not acceptable behavior. So don't ever be strong enough. You are strong individuals. You yeah. can say no mm-hmm. when it's something bad. Yeah, and they know this is not right. Yes. Deep down they yes, know they this know. is not yes. right. And I know the yeah. pressure is out there and sometimes mm-hmm. they need to, they think they need to prove, but that's where... You need to up their confidence as a parent, make sure that they are strong enough to be able to say Mm. no to the bad stuff, Mm. that it's acceptable. And if that person wants to cut you out of his or her life because you haven't done what they've asked you to do, then they are not two people to you. They're not, you know, they they must must find a new friend. Exactly. It's not somebody you want to hang out with. And uh, social media is just social media. Yeah. It may not be the real life that these people are living. It's yeah. Yeah. probably an act mm. because they want it on social media. Okay. If you're to meet them in person, if you're to, to to relate with them on a more individual basis, they may not be. The, it's a, social media is a, a different character yes. from yes. the real person. person. I've always told yes. my son yes. about yes. the dressing and, 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 and my daughter that, look, Yes, we see these nice clothes, and, and but it's probably just a show. A show. Mm. It's a stage garment or a stage mm. act. So it may not be what these people are in real life. So as challenging as social me- media is, it's, I think it's just a matter of you keep on talking about it. And, and I've noticed that if the kids want to achieve something in life, I remember my daughter telling me uh, that, Mom, 
you shouldn't do this on social media because um, when I become president one of these days, they are going to try and dig up what, where I come from and they're going to see you mm -hmm. and then they're going to act on that. And um, yeah. my son wants to be a sports person. I said, look, so now we have to guard what yeah. it is that okay. you post, what you say, okay. because one of these days you're going to be very successful yeah. and someone is going to dig up and they see this photo or this mm -hmm. saying or this word exactly. and they may use it against you. Yes. And I've told them that, look, you are strong, you, you, you can do anything, but can you survive two minutes of bad publicity on social media? If you can. And I think it's... So I think it's talking about it because yes, social yes, media yeah. keeps evolving yes. and things keep changing and they want more. I am also tempted at some point, mm -hmm. but then I have to really look at myself and look at my kids and then mm -hmm. I take a step back. Mm -hmm. yes. So it's challenging. Yes. We have to keep talking to our kids and yes. emphasizing and, and showing them bad examples of people who have been yes. uh, uh, destroyed just by mm -hmm. just one photo or yes, one sentence or yeah. just one comment. Yes. Yes. And we have to keep on yes, doing that social and media. social yeah. media. Yes, it is true. There's, and yeah, you just you pointed out, um, there is consequences to all the choices you make. So if you choose to put something on social media, Indeed. then there will be a consequence. Yeah. We are raising a generation who we can't punish. Yet a lot of us we punish growing up and we turn out to be good people. How and where do we draw the line on what it is right and wrong in terms of disciplining and ed educating kids? Like Monga said earlier, each one has to do what is acceptable to their own family, you know. Yes, we turned out okay. Times have changed. I accept that. Um, I can't say I have smacked my kids, but I'm not one that <laughs> has gone overboard on it yeah. because I just... You know, it just didn't didn't feel right for me to do that, and because I had girls, it was just easier to communicate. Um, so, what is right or wrong in terms of discipline? I don't think there is a right no. or wrong as long as you're not over, over doing something. Yes. I think you, you know you, you yourself have to you as have the to parent, know. you, you, have, you to have, have to know what's with. okay for you yeah. to deal with and to live mm -hmm. with, because you, as a parent, have to live with that decision as well Absolutely. of how you've you know, educated, disciplined your children. So it's what's what works for your family. Each individual family is different. Yeah. And there's no criticizing and pointing fingers and saying, oh, you shouldn't do that or I wouldn't do that. It's what works for you. Mm. Also, you can see if it's this punishment that you're doing, overdoing, is it working or is just making the situation worse? Yes. When, when we punish our kids violently, yeah. um, um, we've read that being bullies, violent bullies, yeah, yeah. they've grown up with um, yes. uh, violent parents or maybe mm -hmm. they've been punished uh, extremely mm -hmm. and then they turn out to be that kind of an adult who wants to okay. probably revenge and then they revenge in such a way that they, they're extremists. So, as you rightly said, um, punishment, we became good people. Some of us did and yeah. we have some who didn't yeah, who didn't turn out well. That's right. But uh, we can only make sure that uh, the punishment that we are giving our kids matches the child's offense somehow, though it's mm. a bit difficult to match the offense mm. to the punishment. Mm. And, but we can only try. And as you rightly say, Claudia, that 
we also have to learn to live with it yeah. with no regrets. Yeah. So yeah. punishing is, is, is not that mm -hmm. right or wrong, yeah, but wrong. if you feel that it's the right thing to do then, yeah. I think we should not hesitate because I think our kids will thank us later. We sit down and and talk about how our parents raised us and if they are not here, we miss them and we say, okay, this is what they meant. So we just hope that one day our kids will realize that and do the same and think and the same. Think and, yeah. that look, mom was doing this because she loved me, yeah. and if she hadn't done this, I wouldn't have been here. Yeah. So it's we just mm. the struggle continues. Yes. How do you feel about kids being allowed to take cell phones to school? I uh, I for once was not for the idea, um, but um, after speaking to the kids. My daughter was, at school, they were not allowed cell phones. They were given cell phones at a certain time because they were in boarding. And they would get phones probably um, on a Friday. But when she came home, 8 o'clock, I had the phone. So during the day, they never had the phone. But I noticed my son's school, because he was now a senior, and 10, 30 a.m. online. And uh, asked the school to take the phone away from him. And they said they were teaching him to be an adult. So I only had to talk to my son that, look, you cannot be online all the time. But uh, hopefully it got to him and hopefully he's going to implement that and make sure everything goes right. Mm -hmm. So sometimes they need the phone in case of an emergency, depending on which school they go to. Because yeah. most schools, mm -hmm. I'm sure they're able to communicate with parents in, case, in the event yes. of an emergency. Yes. So maybe when they're very young, I think a phone is a no, no, um, the school will be able to communicate with you when there's a problem. They can be allowed uh, a free time, 30 minutes, or during the weekend, or I don't know, the school will determine when they can have the phone if they're in boarding. Mm -hmm. because I've always had my kids in boarding. Yes, so, okay. yeah, it's a bit different. Yes, mine are day scholars, so mm -hmm. they, they, and they've been at a school where they're not allowed phones, and that's okay with me. I, like you said, the school, if they need to get hold of you, they will get hold of you. If your child needs to get hold of you, yeah. they will go exactly. to yeah. somebody. Yeah. And even if it's after the office is closed, mm -hmm. often my kids find another parent that they know and they yeah. say I need to call my mom because our yeah. sport has been cancelled or yeah. or even the teachers allow them to yeah. often yeah. the, yeah. often the coaches or whatever it. let them so I don't believe in school of cell phones at school no, no there's yeah. no need they get we didn't have yes. again we go back to our time yeah. we didn't have cell phones yeah. when we were growing up and Everything worked so, out fine. We weren't fine. ever yeah, this is abandoned at school or anything, you know. Yeah. So they always reached our parents yes, if they need to. Correct, and that will happen again. Parents are constantly buying gadgets and things for their kids in order to make them happy. But are they happy? Do you feel that these things fundamentally make people happy? No. They just make them conform to the social. Mm. But uh, if you can afford... There's nothing wrong, I think. Yeah. And if you then maybe talk to our kids about the pros and cons of those gadgets. If you mm -hmm. can afford it, I'm sure there's nothing wrong. As long as the kids know the consequences of using them the wrong way or the right way. And uh, I don't think gadgets make kids happy. It's just for a little while. Yeah. Like okay. My friend has yes. a gadget yeah. and I also have. Yes. I don't think it makes them happy. No. Yeah. And like you said uh, earlier on, 
they actually can become withdrawn. Some some kids get so hooked onto these gadgets mm-hmm. that they back off from anything yeah. social mm-hmm. and are quite happy just to be on their own on this gadget, on this whatever they have, and they'll just be hours and hours on end. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, they're not living their lives. They're not living a full life, being out there yeah. with people, with yeah. the, the world. You know? They just want to be so it's in not their make, bedrooms. It, it, it and they, they think they're them. happy, but yeah. they're not they're because not. they're not getting yeah. anything back. All you're doing is giving, right? Oh, you're giving yes. your attention yeah. to this gadget, but you're not getting anything back mm-hmm. from this no. gadget. What advice do we have for other mothers who will be dealing with children who are entering the, the terrible teens era? 99.99% of parenting is trial and error. And um, 1% you do it right. So there is no book. No, there is no Kids are different. Challenges are different. They may do the same thing, but it will be done in a different way. And your child is different from all the other kids. So you have to know your children. You have to keep talking to them. You'll have to punish them if there's need to punish them. You'll have to learn and, and just, I think, at the end of the day, tell your kids that you love them. You're doing this. You may be nasty now, but you're the only person who can love them mm-hmm. like you do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. If they're entering those terrible teens, yeah, my advice is just keep those communication channels open. Absolutely. Talk to them all the time. Give them yeah. your time at a dinner table. Sit at dinner together where discussions happen and have discussions and talk to them about life and about how their day was and about how your day was. And try and just be normal in your talking and just, yeah, communicating and letting them communicate whatever they're going through and whatever you're going through so that they they know that it's okay to have, like I said, hard days and good days mm-hmm. and, and so on. So, That's life. Yeah. That's life. Yeah. You have brought up some pretty amazing children. What is the secret that was applied? <laughs> Communication. No, yeah, communication and time. 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 Mm-hmm. I think giving my time. And uh, I think that was the one thing that I can say I gave and I will continue to give until, well, I think as a mother you always give your kids time for the rest of their lives. Yeah. yeah you never stop. Whenever they phone, my kids, my older two are far away now, but anytime they want to talk, they want advice, they want help, they're on the phone and I will give them my time. And I think it works. I think time yeah. and communication, yeah. And that I will always be their mom. Yeah. Because they've decided to grow up, I'll never stop being their mom. They can be 50 and yes. I'll be 75, but I'll still be mom. Yeah. And I may do things because <laughs> I'm a mom. Yeah. So you, you have to meet me halfway. Mm-hmm. I can only promise to stay away, to stay out of your life. Mm-hmm. But... I, I I will try, but I can't promise that because I'm your mom and I'll always be your mom. Mm-hmm. Whether things are good, whether things are bad, and uh, the world is, is different, people are different, and uh, things may not be what they seem to be, but your mom will always be your mom. Absolutely. She is human, she will make mistakes, mm-hmm. but I'm still your mom and I love you very much. Yes. So that's what I tell my kids that look. I may not be correct, 
or I may be behind with technology, I may be old-fashioned, yeah. I may be nosy, yeah. I can only try and stay out of your business, but I can't promise that because it happens naturally yes. because yeah. I'm a mom. Yes, yes. So we can only help each other yeah. and uh, you have to meet me halfway. And yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, any other general advice on parenting that you feel that you have learned through your years of being a parent? What has worked and what hasn't? What has worked and what hasn't? <laughs> Um, if they've turned out okay, that means it's worked. It's worked. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think everything works, but it works stage by stage mm-hmm. because as a mom, I probably unleashed the whole goodie bag. And probably it, for her or for him, it, it's, it's one secret or one advice at a time. I think when they've, when they've, past a certain age they will know that look this is what mom meant this yeah. is what mom was trying to say yeah. they may learn it through mistakes or, or, or maybe they've been in trouble before and they can only learn from that so it's 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 it's, it's a process it, it never stops i think yeah. until your last breath because yeah. these challenges are different different age when they are five you're teaching them to not to talk to strangers when they are 12 you you know you have this thing that you're teaching them when they're 13 so mm-hmm. challenges come with the age what they learned at 13 they'll apply at 14 mm-hmm. or when their fingers have been bent and as a mom i only pray that they won't be bent beyond recognition so yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it's 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 stage, yeah. it's yeah. stage, stage mm-hmm. by stage, stage yeah. by stage. I think they do grasp what we teach them, what we they do. They yeah. do. But they may just not use it yet. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, mothers they can only be patient, but and they should never stop. And they talking. know. Yes. They the children know yes. when you're yes. there. Yes. You you know you realize later yeah. that they because you were there, that's why they turn out to be who they are. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Yes. One thing that I have learned is that you you should never underestimate children children's ability to know what is really going on in their home. A lot of us as parents try to pretend and hide the truth in the hopes that we are protecting them, but this is the only cause that causes them to feel more betrayed and not trusted. So my advice is to be open and honest to, to our to your children and always talk to them in a caring and compassionate way that shows that you trust them with whatever is going on in the home. Communication is the key, I think. That's yes. what you've been talking about, the communication. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Sometimes we, we, we hide things because we think we are protecting them. Yeah. But uh, you then only realize that, look, these uh, little people are very intelligent. They've always pick known up, what is happening with they mom. Pick up, they they pick, pick up things up. and they may just decide not to talk to you about those things. But then one of these days it just comes out, oh, mom, we see you. We see you, mom. When you did this, I know I knew you were doing A, B, C, and D. And mom. So, yeah, then you feel better about it. Obviously, you try, try and stay strong and just say, oh, look, I'm the mom here. But anyway, I'm sorry. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Sometimes children go quiet and become withdrawn and and it is our role as parents and guardians to always be alert to such behaviors that seem out of the norm and that takes action when they arise. What is your advice on what steps to take in such instances? I think it's to approach them. Depends on the silence and what has happened beforehand. I know that when my kids are having a bad day, or at least one particular one, I think, yeah, two of my, out of my kids, one twin and one other one, they go quiet when they're having a bad day. Mm-hmm. And I kind of know to stay out of their way because they're grumpy. And mm-hmm. as the mother, it automatically gets taken out on you. Yeah. You know, so, so you have to judge if they're going into quiet because they're dealing with something at school or frustrated and I think as a mother we you do pick up on things that are not right so now how to handle it depends on you as the mother are you you know not talking to them because you're just giving them the space to then for them to come to you and talk to you you don't want to be pushing kids that are, are are too much because then they might withdraw more so you have to balance it and I think decide is this a depression and so and try I don't know to try and get out because I can say that my oldest one has been going through some issues and some depressions and I almost want to shake her but I also understand that depression is a big thing and it's an illness so I don't want to push her over the edge just communicate all the time give her advice try do this try do that you know and just let her talk to you Mm -hmm. I think goes back to the communication I guess but yeah I don't know what you think one guy I am um, I've been I would like to admit that I've not been very good with that because I grew up we ate in our family and we never had a chance to be mm-hmm. depressed we, <laughs> exactly. we always had to you know like yeah, after two years you then go out that because your mom has another little baby when you're two and a half so you, you start to do things on your own, you start to find ways to survive. And I've, I for one have, I, I had then hardly believed in depression. I've always thought that, you know, when these kids become naughty, then they all of a sudden get depressed. And I've had a fight with my daughter over that. But I then obviously read about it, talk to other parents, try and understand where she's coming from. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm still struggling with mm-hmm. depression because yeah. I've never been depressed. Maybe I've been depressed, but I don't know about it. Mm-hmm. That's the honest truth. Yeah. So it also is um, a, a cultural thing that mm-hmm. certain cultures have to learn that, look, there is depression and, mm-hmm. and, and it is a disease mm-hmm. and you have to deal with it. Yeah. But uh, we've just been told that, look, this is the right way. If you do this, you're mm-hmm. going to be punished or you, you're going to be in trouble and so I never got a chance to be depressed. Maybe I did, but because I didn't know yeah. about it. So I uh, then find myself struggling when my kids are not talking to me. I sometimes get hurt and force things out of them. And as much as I don't like social media, but it, it has its own hints. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you look at the status, they write something, and then you're trying to connect the dots 
and then you try and be nice and then ask and then because you know your kids you can pick out one or two things i'm st still struggling with that mm -hmm. and yeah i hope i will yes but i have you to mentioned earlier uh, just talk to friends or something i think that's a big thing for us as parents or as mothers mm -hmm is to talk to our friends to see what they're going through yeah. too and not necessarily get their advice as such but hear what they have to say and then talk to a third a second friend a third friend mm -hmm. and from there then you can pick see pick up something from one friend something from another friend maybe they're going through something similar they're dealing with it different to you you can then maybe apply it you know you can just mm -hmm. Yeah, I think having a group of friends of it mothers, helps, yes. it helps yeah. to talk. And I think we do, as mothers, do talk to friends mm -hmm. and so on. And we do hear what's going on in other families. And then we can also deal with and help, you know, in our family, mm -hmm. um, yeah. things that are going on. I related to your story, Vangai. I also never had a chance to feel depressed because we're so many growing up together in one home. And the only thing that I could think is to find a plate of food and... Depression, yeah. I never thought that existed. Of course, now in today's life, you come yes. across many people yes. and you think, why? Yeah. We don't These understand. people, they've got everything. Yes. And we had nothing. Yeah, I think it's, it's yes. like I said, some illness. We, we don't even understand. So. We don't understand. Yeah. But because we grew up in this. Yes. Claudia and Vungai, your children have been members of Toastmasters at their schools. Did you notice any difference in them after they joined? My daughter, it was my second daughter, she was in Toastmasters and definitely her confidence and just her behavior became better mm -hmm. and just calmer, more yeah, more confident, more aware of just, I think just even what's right and wrong within the discussions that they had within, mm -hmm. yeah, I think definitely and the confidence was yeah. a big thing for her. Mm -hmm. With my daughter, she she's always been very confident from day one. Okay. So I I would lie if I I didn't she had to tell me what Toastmasters was because I didn't know what it was. I struggled. And she explained sometimes I was not interested. I just thought, okay, there's scores. But um one thing that I've always known that she will she, yes, she can speak in any forum she's able to she's very articulate she's very confident she she will do things probably not by the book but will still come out right she's very confident she she wants to be the president she can speak her mind the only thing that i have then to do is to like to say look this is you yes you can speak your mind but you need to to have limits because she really speaks her mind and all of it mm. Because my daughter taught me about Toastmasters, and then when there was a six-year gap, seven, six, and then when it came to my son, he was not, he wasn't very confident. But after Toastmasters, then she, he was explaining to me what happens there and how it has helped him, and that's when I realized the benefits of being in Toastmasters. And but yes. with my daughter, she, it was just, it's something that she had always been doing okay. from day one. So I didn't really. Yeah, but she, she says that she wants to become a president one day. Toastmasters will guide her, and we even prepared her for that time when it comes. Good for her. Yeah. I'm going to read about Toastmasters. I'm going to ask my kids to explain more about Toastmasters yeah. to me, so that I. Mm. 
it's the best place to be if you are looking for something that you lacking of like because you can transfer the skills in any place you are at home at your workplace you know how to deal with your children because it gives it teach you all that listening skills and you, you oh. can listen to your kids when it needs to be listened and you, if you can learn a lot about those messages and you can apply anywhere you are in the world yeah, yeah. on that note uh, something that my daughter just she she very she's very passionate about because of technology and what is going on in the world uh, especially the HIV and AIDS status and and she says parents if 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 there's anything that parents need to talk about with their children in our country or in most countries uh, HIV AIDS prevalence rate is 16 years to 24 mm -hmm. years they are they are more affected yes. with this um, HIV and AIDS yes. and she's of the opinion that we need to talk to our kids about it yeah. in other cultures it may be taboo yeah. it may be something that parents or guardians are not used to but because of what is going on in the world, yes. if we have to, 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 we need to, address. to address this issue, we have to talk about to our kids. It's painful for a parent to do that. You will have to learn about it first, how to, maybe Toastmasters will help. But she is of the opinion that we need to help our kids from a very, very tender age and talk to them about it in order to yes, help yes. them. It's very something that we need to address, yes, from home so they know how to be outside there. Yes. yes. Thank you, Claudia and Bangai. Thank you so much for seeing you for having us. And uh, maybe you should do this once again. Yes. It's been great. Thank you.